Hello and welcome to the brand new educational podcast, The Teachers of Tomorrow. With The Teachers of Tomorrow. With your co-host, Mr Aldrin, otherwise known as Matt. And Mr Gregory, also known as Sam. And we are here to share our journey, experiences and views on all things education. Hello and welcome Tom. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, mate, where, uh, yeah, today we'll be talking with you about online learning um, and particularly your experiences from where you are working in Dubai at the moment. It's great to have you on. I know both me and Sam are really excited and I think for the listeners, it's going to be a really good insight into the experiences you've had whilst you're over there um, and sort of just how you've dealt with them, really. Just get straight into it, just straight into sort of discussing what what we're going to be talking about. Um, first of all, working in Dubai, I know you're a bit bit ahead of England in terms of transitioning over from classroom based teaching to to online teaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it happened, sort of, how did you find it? Um, first of all, and what have you sort was, of uh, what have you sort of learned from yeah. it? It was a bit of a, a frantic frantic struggle to start off with, trying to figure out what we were going to do now. I'm quite lucky in the school that I'm in at the moment because all of the children have their own Chromebooks, their own Google Chromebooks. So they're all set up with their own Google accounts. So they had some understanding. I teach year three. They had some understanding of what Google Classroom was, but hadn't fully utilised all the different elements of it quite yet. So I think we had uh, about 24 hours or maybe 48 to try and get the children familiar with how to access assignments what to do with an assignment once they've completed the assignment, how to submit the assignment on loads of different bits and pieces. So it was a uh, quite a tight turnaround. Yeah. But I think that, that preparation really did pay think, dividends in the end because they were able to, to do things on the Google classroom and not. I think it's quite interesting because um, obviously me, me and Matty were at university. So we were impacted mm. by the technology change because obviously all our lectures and seminars went to online learning essentially but obviously we're a lot older yeah. so like <laughs> there's a bit more responsibility on us to actually like be able to make that transition and fair enough like we were expected yeah. like like yeah how did you find it with your children initially did they engage with it straight away or was it challenging like behavior wise as well i was surprised by how positive the transition was to be completely honest with you i was expecting it to be a, a bit of a nightmare with some children not accessing the work Believe it or not, I had attendance wise throughout the whole 15 weeks. It was a long time of online learning. I, had a, I think it was 99.5% of children accessing every single day of online learning. Unbelievable turnaround when you think about it. I mean, I don't know. Crazy. I've heard, I've heard you know, a lot of good things about um, Dubai in terms of teaching over there and kind of their attitude towards school. And I think yeah. that that's kind of an example of, of you know, people obviously having the access to to the software and the technology, but, you know, actually being engaged in themselves. Um, I think it's obviously a lot of responsibility for year threes and as well as the parents to, yeah. to get them to log on every day and have that trust. And it seems to have been there for you straight from the start. It was, it was good. that There were some difficulties. The One of the main difficulties was balance, trying to understand what was the right amount of work and what was going to be too much or too yeah. little. So straight away, uh, SLT made a good decision to strip back some of the curriculum. We usually have uh, six periods throughout the day, so we stripped it back to four. Um, that was really good because it helped with the children's well-being. Um, yeah. But uh, 
the challenge was when you created lessons, not creating too much work or too little work. If you create too little work, the parents are going, is, is this it? Where, where's the rest of the work? If you create too much work, the parents are going to say, well, they're absolutely snowed under with work. So that was yeah. the, one of the biggest challenges to start off with was finding that middle ground. Uh, the other challenge was uh, I'm, I'm quite an excitable teacher. I, I see lots of technology and I'm like, oh, we could do this, we could do that. But at the same time, it's trying to just make sure that children gain a better idea of routine uh, of what they're using rather than, right, we're going to jump onto Seesaw, then we're going to jump onto Google Classroom. And otherwise that could have got confusing for them. So did, did you... Did you find with some of the children, because you, you touched on it uh, just a bit ago, that your initial worry was about certain children within your classroom and how they would engage with it. Did you find with certain children that actually they engaged with the technology more so online than if they were in the classroom, for example? Did the actual use of technology like, excite them? I found some of the children absolutely smashed online learning. Like it, it was for them because yeah. whether it was because the parents were you know they had that one-to-one support with with every single lesson you know they'd see our lessons and then they'd have the the parents with them giving that extra bit of feedback some of the children absolutely flew and i can say made made progress whereas i know in, in the uk some people have questioned the progress they've made with online learning um other children at times perhaps struggled a little bit to access some of the learning and then later on we didn't have online uh, live meetings to start off with later on that's when we started to, to transition into having some more live lesson type things where we'd be there to give children feedback which was beneficial and do you think i suppose it's quite similar really to actual classroom-based learning anyway because you know for any teacher there's always going to be children that are going to excel at a certain type of lesson whether it's delivery and you know visually they they find it easy to learn or whether it's academically and writing wise they find it easy yeah. to learn so maybe it's just could potentially just be another sort of area where some children will excel because that just suits their learning environment. And then like, Absolutely. like others, you know, children just maybe not, it doesn't, they don't warm to it as quickly. That's it. Yeah. So some children, I remember I had, I had one child, I had to, uh, not, well, I had their password. So I, I had to sort of log in as them quite a few times just yeah. to make sure that they were able to submit work and access work yeah. so uh i did that to start off with for for the first month for a specific child and then there was another child i'd set work uh and then they'd just go leaps and bounds ahead with all of the technological stuff and they'd you know blow me away a bit yeah i know it's just like i say it's fascinating to see that that the difference and the level of difference um particularly yeah. with technology for children at such a young age because obviously you think back when I was younger, like going through school at that age, barely even having yeah. it, barely just got the internet. You know, I think we had dial-up at that point. And now, uh, and now <laughs> these paper kids, flip. Yeah, exactly. And now yeah. these guys are obviously <laughs> floppy disks being put in everywhere. And now, <laughs> <laughs> um, now they've obviously got access to all this technology. It's, it's just it's fascinating. In terms of, um, I was just going to say, in terms of you're talking about um, finding the balance. What sort of strategies do you think you picked up? along the way in terms of dealing with that balance as well as uh, becoming more engaging and, and being you know, more creative with, with sort of the lessons that you were delivering? Personally, so yeah. personally or with the children? I'd say personally and then obviously how they, the children kind of reacted. So for you kind of planning sure. lessons. So 
I think I've said SLT uh, nailed it straight away. We had a, a shortened timetable. So we had, I think it was, oh gosh, from eight o'clock until 12 p.m. Yeah. And then we had more time then. So that was at the children's intense learning time on the, on the computers. Then any time after that was time for staff meetings to create lessons, um, to have a break from the screen was important. That gave me a lot of time to think. And I know that sounds daft, but you don't always get that time when you're in the school and things are so busy, you've got Mark and you've got everything that's going on. You, you don't often get the chance to just sit down and think about lessons and, it was nice because you'd go, ah, oh, I could do this. And you'd be able to pull different clips from YouTube and integrate them uh, into videos to make it more engaging for the children. So creativity wise, that was fantastic. But having that time then available just to, to think and be creative, that was also great for well-being, but also good for, for learning too. I was just going to say, so, so on that then, obviously you went the transition from obviously being in the classroom to using technology. Did you find then that, having that reflection, did it, did it help with like you using that technology? Like before uh, the pandemic, for example, would you, would you have said that you were comfortable using it or is it something that day to day you were getting better and better at using? I, I'd say personally, I've always been okay with technology and, and using different bits of technology. However, absolutely. When I had that time to sort of explore different bits of technology, it was absolutely fantastic to, to sort of see how I could utilize technology differently to support online learning. One of the things was often with me, one of the problems was I would see things and get really excited by things. I know I've touched on this before. So uh, some different websites, I'd see them and go, this is going to be absolutely fantastic. I think I, I had to sort of reel it in at points because I didn't want to overwhelm the children by throwing too <laughs> many websites and ideas out there. Yeah. Um, you know, things like Bitmoji, I know I made a video on this before, but it was like the, the Bitmoji classrooms. That was just a something that came out of an idea that I saw online and that helped some of the children to not become so overloaded with all of the different texts. It was just something nice and visual, which was something I definitely wouldn't have created if I were in school. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's, it's yeah. nice that you've touched on you know, utilizing the internet more and, and the tools that you dispose of more, mainly because you're obviously forced to do it. But the fact that you've kind of had that opportunity to to go and explore other other ways of learning, other ways of teaching, you've obviously sound like you've benefited from it as well, even as a you know a comfortable teacher beforehand, whereas now you you've you've even developed yourself and you've you've admitted that. So it's obviously great to see for yourself. And I think that's kind of why we wanted to sort of talk about this subject with you because obviously a confident teacher in that area anyway you're still feeling you're that you're benefiting from it so you know maybe for teachers or trainees like myself and sam us kind of going into that new role i think could be quite daunting but as you yeah. as you've said it's it's it, it can be exciting as well it's yeah definitely it's, it's definitely exciting i think i will be forced to tears if i go back to school and elements of online learning things that i've learned on integrated into the the normal timetable i will i think i'll be resorting to tears because we've been forced to innovate in so many ways it would be an absolute outcry if we went back to right everything has to be back in books you know so trying to use things like google classroom more would be fantastic i think matty touched on it as well because obviously 
we're going into our PGC training year. I know like some universities, like some of the, the first and second year students, their uh, teaching this year will be done online with like their bubbles of children. And I think right. it'll, be quite insi- it'll be quite insightful because you've used it and very successfully. Like what tips would you give people who are not used to like using this technology and, and what's the best way to implement it towards children so they, they get decent learning outcomes from the, from the lessons that, that we put on? I would say to strip things back to start off with, to simply think about what you want the children to learn rather than the activity. Because if you think about the activity more than anything, then the children will just, the learning won't come out basically. So think about what it is that the children are going to need to learn first and foremost. And then from there, start to plan your lessons around that i'd say don't reinvent the wheel it's very easy especially when you're making if let's say you're making a video it's very easy to think that you have to create everything yourself there are videos online that are leaps and bounds better than anything that the you and i well i'm some of the listeners out there will probably be they might be fantastic with technology you never know but um definitely not me and sam that's for sure <laughs> speak for yourself i think that's a strong point <laughs> that's it like there's loads out there there's there's so much out there you know you've got oak academy that popped out of nowhere and they had some fantastic resources white rose hub had some fantastic resources i utilized some of their videos throughout the uh, online learning period so just see what other lessons are available and then tweak them towards your classes, especially if you're not feeling confident with that to start off with. Hong Kong, China, Dubai have all created a range of different lessons now, especially if you're on Seesaw, you can utilize other people's lessons. I found on Seesaw, you can use resources from other people. So you'll find a bank of resources available now. So look at those before reinventing the wheel, essentially. My mind's actually blown already. So I mean, I, you know, the listeners themselves, they've got to be, I hope they're exactly the same as I am. You just explained all these, you know, areas and avenues that you can take, just even to get started. I think it's filling me with a lot of confidence, just looking forward to next year. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think it's, but like like you touched on it just a, just a second ago, Tom, like, you sound like you will be like devastated if it's not integrated into... That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. If I'm not using Padlet or C, if I'm not using that next year... Uh, yeah, I'll be devastated. And I think it it would signal a step backwards because you know we've been forced into this situation for whatever reason it's happened. Um, and whilst at the start, obviously, it's a bit daunting, but you know we've we've come out the other side, you know, education wise, and with all these sort of new ideas and new platforms that we can use, and and like I say, so many innovative technologies that are there now to use that if we didn't take it seriously and in, and start integrating moving forward. I think, yeah, it would just signal sort of a step backwards in, in the wrong direction, really. It, it, w- it wouldn't make sense because, like, in, in the society that we live in, like, it's just dominated by technology, essentially. Like, we're meant to be, like, Absolutely. preparing children for, like, the future and, like, applying skills that they learn in school so when they do leave school, they can go get a job, which is dominated by technology. Yeah. It makes no sense going back to, like, a blackboard or, like, a whiteboard, like, integrate these technologies within, yeah. within the curriculum and loads and loads of research has like it, it, it sounds so obvious but it's not being integrated it, it's taking a pandemic for technology to be highlighted within schools when it should already be a highlight within school what's scary as well is that the jobs you know going back 10 years 
some of the jobs that are popping up now were things that we hadn't heard of things terms like influencer or uh, social media marketer in another 10 years time as technology evolves there's going to be even more job titles that we've never heard of and we can't anticipate that as teachers so we just have to give children the ict and technical skills that we can at the moment to be able to facilitate them in the best way to be able to get those jobs so that they're not taken by robots (laughs) well yeah 100 and i think there's a lot of research that i've done before i've done um recently did an assignment on um, Finland, for example, and their curriculum. And it's very much a cross-curricular learning outcome, that type of thing. And one of their main um, sort of sections in their curriculum is technology and the influence of technology. And that, and that is integrated into across all the lessons alongside things such as sustainability. That's another one, which is right high up on their list languages, sort of multiculturalism and technology, I think is, should be right up there in terms of just curriculum uh, design and policy going forward because it it just plays Absolutely. such an influential part in not just education but actual just daily life like here we are now on zoom doing this That's interview it, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we've got a lesson uh, it's entrepreneurship i think is one of the the lessons that we have at our school oh, wow. that's fascinating to me now but it's like very project-based i think that's definitely a future skill just on that note as well like for you personally, Tom, like you can have the, the limelight here. So if, if you were in charge of a school, for example, like how would you like integrate technology more into like your lessons essentially? How does it fit into the Dubai curriculum? I think in the Dubai curriculum, I'm absolutely blessed in the way that children have more access to technology. I think if I reflect back on my education and teaching experience back in the UK where the computers would take half an hour to load up, uh, <laughs> You know, Absolutely no, back. It's challenging to start to integrate technology when it's not the most reliable. So I think making sure that the, the technology is there to start off with, but then just sort of thinking about using blended learning strategies, started to think about, right, I can set an assignment for a specific group who could go off and complete a specific activity. I could bring them back and talk through an activity and just start to look at different ways that that could be integrated looking at different bits of technology just utilizing what's available basically and you touched on sort of assignments i just want to clarify sort of what you mean by when you said you set your children assignments obviously we don't well we don't do that over here so um, in terms of when you're when you're just describing that what does that sort of entail and is that sort of, of live meetings or is that just you set work and then they sort of report back to you you know how does it work I realised that that term would come across as quite alien. It's just <laughs> become <laughs> integral for, for sort of Google Classroom speak. Essentially what that is, is setting an activity for the children to get on with, but you create, you click, uh, it's in the, the work, student work. It's create assignment, set assignment, and then it's basically just the, an activity that the children get on with and submit for you, similar to the way that they complete an activity in their books. That yeah. would be the, quote, assignment I've got an interesting question to ask you. It's just cool. your, your, your reflection on the use of technology and how it's actually going to impact on your children. So like with online learning, some research suggests like it links to like constructivism theory so that it actually will encourage children to be like independent individual learners because they've been away from the classroom. They've been away from you physically in the classroom. So they can't go to you and say, oh, sir, can you help me with this? I don't know what that's like in Dubai, but in England, that's very much something that, that happens. And you've probably experienced that when you've been a teacher here. Do you feel like the use of technology through this period, do you feel children have almost had to 
learn by themselves and they've learned new skills in that way? I hope so. And this has been one of the problems with online learning is not necessarily knowing how much parental support has been involved. So if children are as independent as it appears, then I would definitely anticipate that going back, children become more independent with the technological side of things. I suppose come September, we'll find out. But hopefully, I presume the children are going to be far technologically superior than what other year threes would be in in the yeah. UK, for example. You know, they, I expect my children to be touch typing when they get back the amount of time they've been using the uh, the computers. Yeah. They don't actually have to to touch type. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just, a, just a clarify to the parents out there. I'm not expecting that. I promise. It's not a required skill. It's quite funny though because I've I've just taken on a, a lad tutoring actually, yeah. obviously online. And yeah, like, you know, from my experience, I found it tough just kind of find that that level of engagement and interaction and trying to keep them, keep him engaged with sort of what what I was trying to, to teach him. And and that was only with one child. So, you know, it what's it sort of like with, with I don't know how big your classrooms are, 30 children, say, but do you find it difficult? Do you have like live live chats where, where they're all on the screen with you or is it very much like a just like you sort of set assignments and then they come back and oh, so this, this is the journey yeah the journey started off uh, that we weren't doing live live lessons i think there was a do you remember zoom bombing that no. came in zoom bombing was a thing uh, a few months back where random people could just join a zoom meeting for whatever reason uh, so for, for that reason we sort of stayed away from uh, uh, live lessons i believe i think there were other reasons too but um eventually we started to integrate more and more live meetings and it was more not so much to to give live lessons it was more for the children to drop in they worked tremendously well so if the children were confused with the concept or struggling with a an activity that had been set they'd just drop into these sessions and that would uh, boost motivation we also had uh, what we called well-being chats that worked really well. So after that 12 o'clock period, we started to integrate uh, with like 10 minute slots with a specific group of between four to six children. And they just jump onto a meeting like we're doing now. And we just talk. Yeah. We would just talk about things that talk about the day, talk about what they've been up to at home. Cause obviously at, at that time in Dubai, lots of people were you know, stuck indoors. What, what activities were they doing? It would just give them the children the opportunity to be children and talk to one another which is something that's they've not had the opportunity to, to do so much and then from there we started to do registrations which was nice the children would just come on uh, and they just have that little bit of time seeing everyone before they get on with the learning so it was almost like re- reinforcing that team element you have that before you jump in so it really sort of reinforces the importance of that social element to a child's learning uh, which I guess one of the problems at the beginning maybe of online learning is yeah. understanding how integral and important that social aspect is of school. And obviously clearly you guys have, have managed to find a way to, to integrate it alongside online learning, which is great. And the children have obviously been able to interact with each other and you and just have that time, you know, away from the work side to just socialize and like you say, be children. And that's, you know, it's so great to hear that the well-being side of it is, yeah. is being really good. sort of focused. Yeah, I'm just just touching on what what Matty said. Like, even just such a simple idea as that, just having like a group of four or five children in, just just literally just talking, it's just such a good idea because it just you're focusing on their the whole well being. And even even with that little personal time and chat, 
with those small groups probably actually like helped you facilitate their learning and them wanting to engage in, in, in the lessons and stuff. So actually putting their well-being first is probably a massive, massive factor to why you've been so successful as well. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a, a game changer to be completely honest with you because it, it did, as you said, uh, support the children. And it, as a teacher, you see all these bits of work coming in and it's hard to put personality behind it. Mm. especially if it starts to look the same maths answers look the same so it's just nice to see the children and it gives you that that little bit of sanity at the same time especially when you're just on a laptop all the time yeah, yeah. i think i think that's what you're saying you know if, as a teacher you, you kind of thrive of that classroom interaction and you, and you can yeah. and kind of when you're in there you can sort of judge judge the mood of the, of the children judge the sort of the day you know judge whether they're actually enjoying the activity or they're thinking this isn't actually going that well i probably need to change yeah. it up a little bit do you know what i mean whereas yeah like you're saying for you it's you're just seeing sort of answers coming back and you, you're trying to sort of put a bit That's of personality it. behind it and yeah it must must have been difficult so i guess it just shows how important that that 10 minute chat it was or just get the kids sort of talking to each other and you just facilitating the chat you know it must have been just exciting for you really to see and, and sort of just just nice to gauge how the work was going down did you feel like yeah, yeah no, it definitely did support well-being i know your first episode was about well-being um within schools but at home that, that well-being was still important too and, and that supported that in many yeah. ways yeah um, Obviously, you know, sounds like the online learning has been so far a success from from your from your perspective um, and from what you've told us. I, I can see that completely. Obviously, we touched on you teaching in Dubai at the moment. I'm assuming originally you, you weren't there at the start of your teaching career. Just wanted to ask, sort of, what initially made you what made you go out to Dubai? Really, did you? Was it always something in the back of the mind? Your mind, you fancied doing, or did just an opportunity come? come along that you you saw and you just you fancied you know what it was uh it it was exactly that basically it was always something whilst throughout university i think it was within the third year it was something that was in the back of my mind and i was teaching um in my nqt year in the uk and there was a girl along my street who had moved out to the uae and uh parents were talking um, my parents were saying, oh, you know, this person was in the UAE and when they finish on a Thursday, they go down to the beach and they go and uh, go and do, you know, they go to the, the malls and they go to the, these brunches. And I was like, what is this? What, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, uh, young single lad at the time, it was more of a question of why, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sam's already so, getting excited. Look at him. Look at the grin on his face. Look at I'm giddy, mate. <laughs> Take me with you, Tom. We'll, we'll cut it I'll there. We'll cut it there. there. I'll, just, I'll just come for the holiday. Winner. Packed in the suitcase. <laughs> but yeah, no, like you're saying, it's you know just more of a why not than really why other than when. Definitely. So obviously you've been well. You, you've stayed out there, like. I'm I'm quite intrigued, really. What's the fun, fundamental differences then between teaching in Dubai and the UK? Essentially, like, is there a difference in um, uh, what what they prioritise curriculum? Um, e even with the ch even with the children as well, is it have you? What are the main differences that you've seen? There are differences. So one of the differences is uh, smaller class size. That's uh, a benefit oh. because that allows you to spend more time with the children, which then improves progress overall. Um, 
there are curriculum differences. We have subjects such as MEC at the moment and uh, social studies as well. So MEC stands for Moral Education Curriculum. Gosh, that's a test. It's my that's summer nice. holidays at the moment. Uh, <laughs> so MEC incorporates lots of sort of friendship and talking about what's fair and those sorts of things. It's similar to PSHE in many ways. And then social studies starts to integrate uh, things about Dubai and start to talk about, you know, the Emirates within the UAE it has a little bit of entrepreneurship in there. It's has all sorts of dips and different drips and drabs of uh, beneficial information. And it sort of ties into humanities in some ways too. Um, so there's slight curricular differences there. The hours are slightly earlier and you know you'll start at 8 8 a.m which then makes you know you're getting up earlier but then you finish a little bit earlier um and i would say one of the biggest differences is the the ideology different periods so they'll have you know first period will be english second period might be swimming and they'll go and do swimming for an hour and then they'll come back after break time and then they'll have humanities and then they'll have social studies and they might go off to arabic so that there's that real breakup it doesn't quite have the same flow as what it would have when it comes to UK education but they do get that they get that specialist education which is beneficial too yeah and do and do you feel that that sort of broadness and that sort of change up in the in the curriculum sort of daily and less like each lesson almost do you think that that's kind of helps with engagement in terms of like the the children kind of they're not in the same routine so it's sort of every day is a bit different and you know one minute they're doing like say english next minute they're going to mec uh, next minute they're going to social studies you know do you think uh, that helps because like i say you know it's not just uh, maths and english in the morning and then something else in the afternoon yeah there's, there's pros and cons so pros as you exactly as you've said you know they, they, it breaks up the monotony of the staying inside the classroom all day um cons at the same time sometimes you do want to extend a lesson on 20 minutes you know if, if children haven't quite grasped the concept in mathematics you do just want an extra 10 minutes to bring a specific group onto the carpet and you can't do that you've got to right they're off to swim in so that's sometimes a challenge yeah uh, to be completely honest with you and then obviously if children then come back from pe and they've been outside in 30 degree heat they come back absolutely exhausted the challenge is there then to try and click them back on track yeah so there's there's pros and cons it's really interesting to hear just you know some of the cons that you've you've mentioned obviously over here in england like you're talking about 30 degree heat 40 degree heat over there um it's not really a con that we would come across in in, in england you know so it just kind of shows that that's what well for me personally like i taught in south africa for a month and it was very fairly right. similar to what what you were saying you know some of the subjects like social studies, for example, they had that over there. They also had other subjects such as like um, like economics they were doing and things like that. And yeah. and like you say, there was similar setup, but like more localized. Um, and it's just good. In, I think internationally, it's good to kind of compare sort of differences in in situations that like we might not get in England, for example. But like you're you're having to come across them over where you are, and for you making that transition from being a teacher over here to being a teacher over there I guess that must have taken a little while to to sort of get used to and come to come to terms with yeah it did uh, to start off with uh going over straight away yeah, I felt a bit like deer in headlights in some ways similar to what the the NQT year felt like um I transitioned from year six to year two so that's just a personal 
change and that's that was quite a big change uh, so I, along with trying to understand a new school new curriculum ways of working I had that that transition too so I think different people if you're going from same year group to same year group there, there are some different transitional differences um, but generally it is it is okay and because UAE is quite a transient place or you'll find many staff are very supportive of those newbies who come along and because we get it, we get it what it's like to, to be a new person to just try and support other individuals yeah. with that process. How do you feel uh, within the debate curriculum that you've outlined? Because yeah, it's, there's such a range of topics that you obviously cover and it, and it does cover obviously a lot of wellbeing and social side to Dubai as well. Like within those lessons then, do you, are you given autonomy of how you teach those lessons or is there like a strict curriculum that you have to follow by ticking off points or have you got got the freedom essentially to to teach yeah to, to a degree we've still got the same flexibility that we would have in a uk school with long-term plans that then uh filter down into you know your short-term plans and how we would integrate those into into lessons as uh, starting to look at right well if they've not quite fully grasped addition strategies where we'll, we might need to teach that in summer one for example so we do have that flexibility so it's not as rigorous yeah. as you may think. Just overall, really, I mean, the online learning itself, you've, you've said how, how you think it's, it's been really beneficial over the 15 weeks you've done, you know, it's almost four yeah. months, it's a long period. You've, you've touched on you know, people at the schools in Dubai that you work for, um, recognising the importance of wellbeing, um, as well as like the importance of like, the technological influence going forward. So overall, I mean, you know, from a personal perspective in your sort of change up, do you feel like, you could you could recommend people maybe if they were in the same position as you or contemplating maybe maybe having a change would you advise or recommend like you know taking the plunge really yeah i mean if it's if it's something that you are interested in i my biggest rule for coming to dubai is just make sure that you're not running away from something because as soon as you get here you'll be like you'll you'll start to miss home very quickly make sure that you move in for the right reasons but in terms of moving over here there are lots of similarities there's lots of differences for for well-being um some people you know you, you won't see the color green as much um but generally it's it's a fantastic place and yeah i love it over there at the moment so yeah I'd, I'd also try and say you know just do your research if you're interested in moving over there just do your research there's lots of things available on the internet as well to, to support with that and i think um in terms of the online learning you touched on some of the tools that you actually discovered and used um are there any specifically that you'd recommend um for people like myself and sam or listeners that are tuning in that are just beginning their online learning journey absolutely so i'd, I'd always say that you need to start off with a, a, a platform now schools in the uk might stipulate a specific platform I, i've spoken a lot about google classroom that i've used just because the children have their google chromebooks so i would say if you're a student just try and understand how they function so things like google classroom you've also got uh, free resources um the other platform i speak quite highly of is seesaw there's lots of different flexibility available uh with seesaw and i suppose the cpd would there would be to make sure that you understand how those work um from there one of my absolute favorites not just as a, as a platform but for showcasing work is padlet and um, padlet there's there's a free element there too uh, it's, it's a very straightforward one to to run there's lots of flexibility there as a resource then from your 
platforms, you've then got your, what I like to call online tools. So that's where you start to look at different websites that can support children with learning. So you'll have your things like Times Table Rockstars for maths. You're then going to look at reading. So you'll have uh, epic books or world ebooks that give children a range of different online books to read. Uh, from there, you'll then have other resources. Now, Purple Mash is great for sort of, personally, I think, key stage one level. And you've got other resources for maths. I love uh, a resource called Study Ladder. That was an absolute game changer for us. And then you've also got Archademics, which is some online games there too. So there is an absolute plethora of different resources there. Those were just some of the ones that we explored. Uh, I obviously wanted to go and explore all sorts of different ones, but as I, I was speaking about during the podcast, I wasn't sort of permitted to explore too many because I didn't want to overwhelm yeah. the children. But I would say explore and understand how different websites work if you want to then go and do reading uh, on the sort of pedagogy side of things there are more things that are starting to, to form at the start of online learning there wasn't a huge amount a lot of reading came from reflections of people who were doing sort of learning in hong kong and things like that uh, nowadays there's lots of reflections that you can read about pros and cons but then you can start to research things like blended learning. So you can start to see, see how technology is going to integrate in the future. So that's, there's a, a book called Blended Learning in, in Action. That's one I'm going to be trying to read over the summer to try and see how the, the September is going to look like, basically. So hopefully that's just, beneficial. Just on that, on that note, just for people that are listening to this episode, Tom, um, Tom's obviously giving out a lot of information and really really insightful useful information that well both me and Matty will be taking forward um, don't worry we will be breaking this down into a CPD post so you get you guys uh, all get that as well really interesting as well that you said about pedagogy and looking behind the online learning um, some of the uh, research that I've referenced in this podcast as well there was a paper actually reviewing uh, online le learning and how it's impacted through COVID-19 so that the release date of that has been 2020 so it's really relevant and it uh, outlines the benefits of using online learning but also outlines as well some of the drawbacks but what you can do to overcome those drawbacks of, of online learning so yeah really really appreciate that you you highlight that but again those things Tom's mentioned but also as well uh, the studies that have been referenced as well will be putting the CB, CPD uh, post going out onto our page. That's great. Yeah and I think like I said Tom it's been absolutely Absolute pleasure in terms of the interview. I think you've you've really outlined what we what we wanted to get from from this, which was discussing online learning, a lot of the pros um, that you found in terms of dealing with the pressures and the change moving forward. Um, how you feel that it should really be integrated into the curriculum moving forward, um, and how important technology is going to be for children. And I think, yeah, I mean, for my benefit, I've, I already feel a lot more confident going forward in, with my own sort of CPD um, and teaching online. So for that, yeah, no, really grateful, Tom. And, and hopefully, Great, you've got, you. hopefully you've got something out of the chat as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a very reflective process and I appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Oh, Tom, um, yeah, top man. Uh, honestly, yeah, really, really insightful and yeah, helpful towards me as well. And, and I'm sure loads, of, loads and loads of people will yeah, hopefully benefit from this. I just find it like a staggering remark that we're still having a conversation about actually trying to integrate technology into education. Madness. That's it, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine. And if anyone does have any questions, uh, my inbox is open and I can try and answer those to the best of my ability. Uh, yeah. And just on that note, um, like I say, Tom says his, his inbox is available. Um, if you want to get in touch with him on, on Instagram, it is at Thomas Blakemore. Like I say, if you want to get in touch with us at the podcast, it is at the Teachers of Tomorrow. 
equally um, individually myself at the alternative teacher underscore and Sam at Mr. Underscore G underscore 14. Um, like I say, we're all, we're all available um, for any questions and feedback going forward, but particularly on this subject, I'd definitely recommend going towards Tom. So, but yeah, absolute pleasure. Like I say, enjoyed it um, and look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you very Great much. Cheers. Enjoyed it. Thank, Thank you for you. having me on. Pleasure. Cheers.